this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome back to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I appreciate you coming back and joining me for episode two in our Tiny Living series. This is a four-part series where each week I talk to someone who's chosen an unconventional and tiny living space to call home. Last week, our first destination was in Orlando, Florida, where I spoke with Madden Alley about what it was like living in their 18-foot Sprinter van. And we actually recorded the interview directly inside of their van. So if you haven't caught that episode, go back and check it out. Today, we are traveling up north to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to talk with my friend Eric Sirianni about what it was like living with his wife in an RV. But before we jump into that conversation, I want to say thanks again to Airbnb for sponsoring the Tiny Living series. If you're someone who lives in a not-so-tiny space, you may have some extra room or maybe you just... You're going to be out of town or you're traveling and you want to rent out your entire space. If that's the case, join the over 2 million people who are currently earning money hosting on Airbnb. And the great thing about hosting on Airbnb is that it's still your home, so it's your rules. You can host whenever you feel like it. And Airbnb offers a host guarantee that helps protect your property in the unlikely event that something goes wrong. So head on over to popcornfinance.com Airbnb to learn more. And if you start hosting, you'll receive a $100 cash bonus if you generate $500 in booking value by May 31st. So again, head on over to popcornfinance.com slash Airbnb to learn more and get started. All right, so I hope you're ready to travel with me to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania and listen in on my conversation with Eric about living that RV life. Today, I'm recording from a room somewhere in the Marriott in uh, Philadelphia, and I'm joined by Eric Sirianni. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for letting me use this room for yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I have access to this room. You know, this is this is my room in the hotel. Yeah, Eric is <laughs> has very high security clearance. You can basically get anywhere he wants to in this hotel, so I appreciate it, man. And I, f- I forgot my lanyard today, so, so no one knows they who you are. They still let me in. They, they, yeah, they still let me in. That's, That's club, high profile. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, the main reason I wanted to speak with you is that I did an episode on tiny living and I love tiny houses. I'm fascinated with it, even though I'm not a tiny person. I still like them <laughs> for, <laughs> for some reason. I just think they're really cool. They're designed and layout. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I met with Alan from Dream Big Live Tiny and he kind of gave his reasoning behind, you know, the tiny home movement and some mm. of the benefits that come with, you know, living in a tiny home. Sure. And I, I liked it. I enjoyed those those reasonings in the houses themselves. But I did get some responses from some people who were like, I don't like that. I, w- I don't want to live in a tiny house. <laughs> don't even why, talk about that. Yeah, why would you even bring that up? I don't, <laughs> don't want to do that. And so I was like, okay, so if you don't like that, maybe there's some other alternatives. Right. And I met you, and your wife does a podcast, a Frugal Friends podcast. Mm-hmm. And mm, they, What a babe. <laughs> <laughs> they do an excellent <laughs> job on that show. And it's, I think it's only because... You do an excellent job editing it for Thank us. Thank you, yeah. A <laughs> little, little bit of production, but I mean, honestly, they're naturally just good. Yeah, they do, they, they do a really good job. Yeah, they, just, <laughs> they just have it. And on there, she mentioned that, that you two have not only spent time living in an RV, but you also have remodeled them and kind of flipped, flipped one mm-hmm. once before. Yeah, yeah. First of all, why was it that you chose to live in an RV? Um, at first, I guess it was the fall of like 2016, Jill was on the fence about going back to school for her master's degree. And I was very supportive of the idea, but financially just trying to figure out how we could make this work. And I, I'm the kind of person that when I get something in my head, like I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to do it, even, <laughs> even if it's not really feasible. Um, so I had been looking at motorhomes for a couple of years because my dad was interested in buying one. And I like to just like, like when I want to buy something, I want to make sure I'm going to get the best deal on it. I'm just, I, I'm patient. I just wait until it pops up. Um, and so we decided maybe two weeks before we bought it that we were going to do it. And I don't, uh, that's, 
that's maybe too hard and fast. We started talking about it two weeks before we did it. And I, I just happened to find a killer deal. So we ended up borrowing the money from my parents up front. So basically the idea of this was we wanted to just get our living expenses even lower than we already had them. And then with that, living within our means, we wanted to own something and invest in something. We couldn't afford a house. So this was kind of like living in our $20,000 budget means Hmm. with the help of our parents. (laughs) And so what made you decide to go and say, I'm going to live in an RV versus finding like a really cheap apartment? Well, we actually already had a cheap apartment. We had this beautiful apartment that the landlord let us remodel. Like we took out a wall, we put a new kitchen in. Fortunately, the landlord's like the coolest guy ever, so it was all worth it. But we basically, like, I think we were paying $800 a month at the time, and that was very reasonable in our area. It was a two-bedroom, like, large living area. But I, I also just, like, I like change a lot. So, like, I think for me, like, we lived there two and a half years. I was like, all right, I can do something else. <laughs> um, we're also just fans of adventure. I, I, even if all of the logistics lined up and the, the finances were perfect, and this was just such a perfect idea financially it still probably wouldn't have caused us to do it. Like, it was more like, that sounds like a lot of fun. How can we justify this financially? (laughs) (laughs) This makes sense. At least that's my end. I shouldn't speak for Jill. Um, But yeah, so that was, that was like the, the main reason was finances and, and, uh, and keeping it cheap. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun though. (laughs) That sounds like it. Yeah. And so what was the, I guess like the biggest, I guess, change or thing you had to adapt to living in an RV? Um, Honestly, the, it's really the bathrooms, probably the worst, the worst part, <laughs> uh, like even just the size of the toilet. I'm six feet tall. So that, that kind of gets old, but that wasn't too bad. You can buy a bigger toilet if you want. Um, uh, honestly, it wasn't that bad for, for me specifically, but even for Jill, like, I mean, she had a lot, a lot more clothes than me. She's still somewhat simplistic, but still had a lot more. Um, so she had to condense everything. And then like all of our kitchenware and stuff, obviously like, we had a KitchenAid mixer, like that kind of stuff. That's not going to fit. Um, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> at least it could. That would be your only kitchen appliance. Um, so yeah, adapting to that was probably the, the biggest challenge. But we're, we're fairly adaptable. So it really wasn't hard for us. I could see other people having some issues. But I personally have fun with, with kind of a challenge and kind of a new situation. So what happened once you decided, you know, you're no longer going to live in an RV? Oh, that was so sad. So we we actually had just gotten done a month-long road trip, or we were in the, kind of like towards the end of it, where we met Jen from Frugal Friends Podcast mm. through like a random Facebook comment. Um, and we ended <laughs> up hanging out with them down there for like seven days. Um, and after we left Florida, we went up to Nashville. And on our way to Nashville, we got a phone call from somebody asking if we wanted to move into a log cabin. That's like this beautiful log cabin back in the woods, free of charge for two years. Wow. And so it was, a, it was just a kind of a no-brainer. Then we could sell the motorhome. We, made a, we, we bought the motorhome for about 18, put about three into it after taxes, tags, mm. remodeling. Like we, we re- redid the whole thing um, and we ended up selling it for 28. So it made a lot of just sense. It kind of broke my heart because I love doing it. I honestly want to go smaller. So that, yeah. that was the only thing that was like, okay, we can sell it. I, I want to go much smaller if we do it again. Really? Yeah. 24-footer. So, that's what I want. <laughs> how big was the one you're in? A 35-footer. It was a Class A. So that's a, big, that's a big difference. Yeah, it was, a, it was a bus. And then the, uh, the one that I want is a Class C. It's like a, it's a Winnebago view, 24. So it's like a sprinter front end. And then the, the bed is over the cab. 
and then like the bathroom and kitchen are in the back. So it's it's a very different layout, but I just think it'd be so much more fun. <laughs> it's like a car slash home. <laughs> so it sounds like you would do this again. Then. Absolutely. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. We, I don't, I don't know if I can say we have plans to do that in the future. It really depends on what life is looking like by that point. But yeah, in a heartbeat, I would do it again. Hmm. Is it something that you would do because you're just adventurous or is it something that you would also recommend like other people try? I th- it would definitely depend on the person. I don't, I definitely know people that I would like definitely recommend they don't do it (laughs) or I would recommend they do it for like, like character building, (laughs) but not because they would enjoy it. Um, I think some people think it's a formula. Like you, you buy an RV, you put a little bit of work into it and then you resell it for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like I do remodeling. uh, It's where I make most of my money. It's not what I like to do. So I don't tell people I do it, but um, most of my money comes from remodeling and electrical work. So I had the skills to do it. So I wouldn't recommend everybody, but mm. if this at all is seems fun and exciting, then I definitely would try it. <laughs> okay, so if you're up for an adventure yeah. and you have some time on your hands <laughs> to That's really it. do it right, have fun with is, it. Give it a try. But if not, just kind of stay away. Yeah, maybe watch HGTV and okay. have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, if you have the money, do what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's your money. Do what you want to <laughs> yeah, do with it. it. <laughs> I'm I mean, not going to tell you how to live your life. So, Eric, I really appreciate you stopping by and talking with me and sh- sharing some of your, your experiences with RV living. I think it's really interesting. I always like hearing people who've taken on a different, you know, like, I guess, lifestyle when it comes to choosing where you live. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah it's it's fun to talk about. It's weird to think that I'm the person that was the, did the weird living situation. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like that. But it sounds like if I were to watch myself on a TV show, I'd be like, what a weirdo. <laughs> Like, why but, would you do that? Yeah, why would you do that? So, no. Oh, so, yeah. You know, before we go, I always mm-hmm. give people opportunity. You know, if, if there's anything you have going on or any any type of thing you like to share with people so they can keep up with you, please sure. share it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a podcast business where I produce, edit, um, do custom soundtracks, pretty much everything. You can record your audio and send it to me and it'll sound like you know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> um, and that's podcastcrafter.com if you're interested in that. Oh, nice. If you live in the Philadelphia area, my wife and I just started a bartending business oh, really? for uh, BYO weddings and events, parties. Oh. So yeah, if you're interested in that, that's byobarkeeps.com. Man, a man Both of, of many interests. I have man. three other websites I can go. I'm going to stick with those right now. <laughs> I'm impressed. I, I, I have a hard time just keeping track of this one thing. So I, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. All right. <laughs> hey, well, thanks again, Eric. Appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks again to Airbnb for being a part of our tiny living series. If you're looking for a way to earn some extra money to either boost your savings or pay down some debt, then consider hosting on Airbnb. You can host when you want, how you want, one bedroom or your entire place. It's all up to you. And if you head on over to popcornfinance.com Airbnb and start hosting, you'll receive a $100 cash bonus if you generate $500 in booking value by May 31st. So make sure you head on over to popcornfinance.com Airbnb to learn more. Thanks for traveling with me up to Philadelphia for my conversation with Eric about what it was like for him and his wife, Jill, to live in an RV. At the time, I didn't get to check out their living space, but since then, Eric and Jill have moved into another RV, and they sent me some pictures of what their new setup looks like, and I was shocked when I saw what this place looked like. It was beautiful. I didn't even really think it was an RV when they sent the pictures at first, so I definitely recommend you check it out. So you can go over to popcornfinance.com slash tiny living, and I'll have the images up there so you can check it out 
and maybe be tempted to give RV life a, a try for yourself. And I want to give a quick shout out to Eric's wife, Jill, who was a co-host of the Frugal Friends podcast with Jen Smith. And you've heard both of them on the show. They were the two who came on and helped build my confidence about buying things on Craigslist and not dying. So if you haven't caught that episode, it was uh, episode 94. So I definitely recommend you go check that out and go check out the Frugal Friends podcast. It's, it's one of my favorite shows. I love the, the chemistry that Jen and Jill have and, and all the frugal topics that they touch on. So yeah, I'll put a link to their show in the uh, show notes as well. Next week, we'll be traveling clear across the country over to Phoenix, Arizona to talk with Cassandra and Gilbert, the owners of the Nest Tiny Home. This was the very first tiny home I've ever visited in person, and it was amazing. It's got me hooked. I love tiny homes now. And we're going to be talking about their experience building this tiny home and now hosting it on Airbnb. So yeah, make sure you're subscribed so that way you get that episode on Monday right when it releases. But until then, I just want to say thanks so much for joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.